Welcome to Sheepdog Nation podcast, the only place on the internet where law enforcement and their families can come to be understood, supported, and stood up for. Here's your host, the always entertaining, down-to-earth, yet-in-your-face truth speaker and Leo herself, Autumn Schmidt. What is up, Sheepdog Nation? What's going on out there? Man, has it been crazy or what? We are 14, 15 days into January and we have lost brothers and sisters in blue. We have lost a canine. It is crazy. It's crazy out there. So thank you for being here. I really, really hope that you're being safe. Um, And if you are not and you're listening to me, right now is your wake-up call. Welcome to another episode of the Sheepdog Nation podcast. Um, with me, your host. My name is Autumn Schmidt, and uh, my maiden name is Clifford. So if you hear me intermingle that, then you'll understand I'm still in a bit of an identity crisis. I don't think I'm ever going to get out of that. Anyways, today what we're going to be talking about is kind of a hot topic. It's one actually that you probably won't hear too many people talking about. But since I'm in a very unique position in my life, I'm going to talk to you about it. So those of you who are brand new to me, I'm going to just tell you a little bit about myself. Um, actually, we've had a lot of new listeners to the Sheepdog Nation podcast. So thank you guys for the support. Thank you for sharing. Sharing is sure the fuck caring. <laughs> and I really do appreciate that. Um, so a little bit about me. So I have been in law enforcement since I have been 20 years old. In fact, I turned 21 in a police car, which I think is pretty cool. Uh, a lot of people turned 21 in a bar. I was working um, and I was in the front of the car. That's a big, big difference. <laughs> um, and I worked, uh, I've worked at several different agencies um, and I had to get done. Unfortunately, I had to um, what you would call medically retire. What happened was I got a herniated, torn, um, and degenerative disc in my lowest, um, my lowest back, uh, lowest vertebrae, whatever the heck you want to call it. And my back caused my, by, by my duty belt. And my doctor told me this word for word. Well, yeah, you can go back to work. No problem. Um, but just so you know, I give you another, like, I don't know, three years, you're going to be back in here and you're not even going to be able to walk. So no problem. Go ahead. Um, and I was like, whoa. So basically, um, it was get out of doing patrol or you're going to be crippled. And so then, um, what my agency wanted to do was make me a dispatcher and, and, um, God bless all of you dispatchers, but that is not the job for me. And so I couldn't do that. And so I got off the road. Um, what I've been doing is I have been, I am actually seven weeks out from completing my master's degree. Yay! And um, I intend to be a criminal justice professor. But um, also, I got my certifications back. I'm very excited. So I am still employed um, as a law enforcement officer at a small agency. And I get to do, I don't have to do patrol, which is really cool. Um, I get to do like the community policing aspect and I get to do um, some online social media stuff. Just bringing the community together. Obviously, still wear uniform and stuff like that. Um, but just, I am not, uh, performing the patrol functions, um, because I can't. Um, so well, I, I could for a while, but I don't want to end up crippled. So, so it's actually a very real thing. I'm actually, um, to go off on the topic really quickly. I just want to tell you this, all of you who are listening, whether you are a, um, a cop, maybe you're, um, a firefighter, maybe you're a nurse, 
nurse that came out of nowhere. I meant EMT, but maybe you're a nurse. Um, you know, we're all first responders, right? And so I want you guys to really be cognizant of taking care of yourself. And I'm not about to go on and tell you to, you know, lose a bunch of weight, get the six pack, eat chicken and broccoli and do a bunch of CrossFit. Like, no, that's not, I am the furthest thing from that. But, um, what I am going to tell you is I really, really want to bring to your attention of really putting yourself and your needs first, you guys, because this is something, you know, we don't do that. First responders, our needs come fucking last, right? They do. Everybody else's needs come before us. And then, you know, but I want you to think of this analogy. You can only take water, right? Which is your energy out of the bathtub for so long, right? You take like a cup of water, you take it out. And if you're not replenishing the bathtub with water, you're not turning that faucet on and doing things that really light your soul up, that really make you feel good, that really, you know, give to, you know, add to your life and and makes you have a lot more energy. If you're not doing that stuff, you guys, your bathtub is going to be empty. And when it's empty, (laughs) you have a very dry personality. Your anger is going to come out. Um, you are going to be frustrated. You are going, that's when you start spiraling. That's when you start going to the alcohol. That's when you start doing things to reach that, you know, adrenaline that you need. That's when we go on that emotional roller coaster times 10 that Dr. Gil Martin talks about um, in his book, The Emotional uh, Survival of Law Enforcement, right? So I just, I want to bring that to your attention. I, I don't think that there's enough people, enough cops telling other cops like, hey, listen, man, or woman, go just do your own thing. Like put yourself first, get extra sleep, just sleep, you know, um, go for that run. Um, go for the hike, go do that thing that you love. Put yourself first. Um, pay attention to your equipment, pay attention, the duty belt, ditch the duty belt, ditch it. There have been studies. You can Google them studies that have shown that our duty belts are killing us. Like they, I am telling you, even after this episode, I'll get a ton of cops reaching out to me prior to this episode, just because of my story. Multiple cops all around the world have reached out to me and they're like, yes, my duty belt has crippled me. My duty belt, I have so many back problems. There are a ton of people who have a ton of back problems just strictly from the duty belt. And so don't, you know, don't like, don't go down that path. Don't go down the path that I went. You guys, if you see me, um, especially like when, um, I was on duty full time, I was not fat, not at all. I, uh, I run CrossFit lift, have a good time, eat a bunch of food. You know, I was in great shape. Um, and so my weight was not a factor in that being out of shape, being unhealthy was definitely not a factor. Um, it was simply the duty belt. It was the, it was the functions of the job. It was the movements. It was the typing in my police cruiser, um, do not do that. <laughs> or, or if you do, don't turn, like, don't keep your, your, like your hips forward, like you do because your feet are on the pedal and then turn your, the top half of you to the right to type. It is so bad for you. You have no idea. And that's part of another reason why I got a herniated disc. Okay. So I'm definitely going on a tangent, but this is a very much needed tangent. Somebody here listening needed this. Let this be your, you know, awakening. Let this, let me help you to awaken yourself to the like shit, right? If you don't want to be crippled in five years, like 
listen to me. Take care of yourself. Wear good duty belts. Have good support belts. Yeah, but good um, duty boots too. Have good support in your boots. That makes a difference. You know, take as much as you can off the belt. Get creative. Um, external vest carriers really are the wave of the future that we really need to be um, wearing them. There's, if you're like, oh, my police department won't let me look militarized. That's a whole nother topic for another um, podcast, but there are um, other options. Um, some of some of the options too, like, you know, I know like I used to wear a taser, a leg taser, um, a holster for my taser that like definitely gave me like five pounds not on my uh, duty belt, which is awesome. You, know, you just kind of get creative with what you can do. Um, obviously, I want you to keep everything that you need on your duty belt. Keep it there, but um, pay attention to that. They have these. Um, what I used to use is these. Um, oh, I want to. They're straps, but they're like um, holster. That's not a holster, but you know, like the old farmers, they wear them. Oh, I can't even think of it right now. But suspenders. They have suspenders and then go, but just, you got to be careful because you want to wear, it's just hard because I was suggested those, but I'm going to be honest. I wore them home one night. And for those of you who are brand new to me, my husband is a state trooper. Uh, We met in the police academy. So I wore my uniform home one night and he, he, like we were messing around, like, you know, whatever. And he grabbed me like we were in a fight and he grabbed me and those suspenders are supposed to be like instantly, like they make them supposedly so that they instantly like let go and in case like you like ever got hurt or something. Well, guess what? They didn't instantly let go and it was scary and he had a hold of me and it was bullshit. And so anyways, be very careful of those. There's, I know there's other options, look at your options, but be safe. Just because it's out on the market does not mean it's tactically safe for you. Um, Just please be cognizant of that. Okay. Okay. So now that we got all of that out of the way, today's topic, what we're going to be talking about is a message from a female officer. You might be asking yourself, Autumn, why? Why? What are you doing? What do you have to say? Like what's going on? And, And the answer is this. I am very tired of watching my reputation as a female officer get tarnished for no reason. I'm very tired of people not understanding what it's like to be a female in this line of work. I am tired of, I'm just tired of seeing all this stuff. I want people to understand. I want you, if you're a man and you, if you're a woman and and you, if you are thinking about going into this, you know, career, like I want all of you to understand some things. And I know I've talked about this in earlier podcasts. I've hit on it, but I'm going to make sure like I, we really hit on it tonight because, um, it is extremely, extremely important. It's, ex- it's important for everybody to know. And also, um, you know, a lot of women aren't going to say anything because they literally can't. And I, was in that position. The position I'm in right now doesn't matter. I'm not, nothing's going to happen to me. But the position that I was in, I could not open my mouth. And, and that's, that's, I'll start right in like with that is as a woman, you need to understand it is very difficult for us to do this job. Now, it doesn't mean it can't get done. And it doesn't mean we're any less than you if you're a man. Um, you know, for doing this job. I think that women have a place in law enforcement. I absolutely do. Uh, Obviously. 
Um, but we are different. We just are. We are emotional creatures by nature. Um, and we more likely than not are going to tell you, our coworkers, our opinions, just as you tell us yours. The difference is, is that when a female officer decides to become vocal, everyone calls her a bitch behind her back or to her face. And I have a problem with that. And I'll tell you, I'm not being sexist, feminist, anything like that. I'm just being straight up. I'm telling you that's causing a hostile work environment. And I'm going to give you some advice because of the wave of the future and where we're going. You are going to get yourself into some serious hot water if you are somebody who does this, male or female. Because this is the, you know, we're not, we are not operating the way things were five, 10 years ago. We are moving forward. Um, and it is a big thing to be, you know, harassing somebody, especially in the workplace, especially if it's a male um, harassing a female or a female harassing a male like that. You know, we are really moving um, forward into this place. And I'm telling you, I'm looking out for you. You may not feel like I'm looking out for you, but just take it like your big sister is um, reaching out to you and, you know, looking out for you. Um, and, you know, take my advice. Stop it. You have to look at it the same way. And women come off different. I get it. I get it. Like when I, like when I say something, it might seem bitchy compared to when my husband says something and he might seem a little bit more authoritative. Uh, it kind of depends on my mood and it depends on what's going on. It's the same with all women. Um, and I understand that, but you need to under like, and women need to understand if you're a woman, like do not bitch just a bitch, pay attention to your tone of voice, pay attention to what you're saying. And sometimes less is more. Sometimes all of us need to just learn to shut up and we get a lot further. I mean, that's just the way that it is. It's, I'm not saying that's my favorite lesson in life, but it, it's just a lesson, you know? Um, but be be paying attention to that. Um, you know, women, if you're a woman listening to this, like you've heard me talk about it, but I'm going to tell you again, if you are not practicing self-defense, jujitsu, any, any like boxing, kickboxing, if you are not practicing this, you are wasting your time. You are a ticking time bomb. This is male or female, especially small males and small females. Like you guys are ticking time bombs for when you are going to cause a problem, problem for yourself, problem for your fellow officers. I can tell you this. I've been in the martial arts since I've been five years old. I got a couple of black belts. I've trained jujitsu. I've trained boxing. I've done Muay Thai kickboxing. I've done some things. Okay. Because I have that behind me, the way that I hold myself, what I'm looking for at a person, how I'm gauging a person, what I'm doing is going to be very different than somebody who has never trained. It is, it is a big deal. Okay. Listen, this is massive. Okay. And cardio kickboxing and, and cardio MMA and all that bullshit, that's not going to help you. Okay. Billy Banks, blanks, Billy Banks. He's a famous, um, he's actually a famous, uh, kickboxer. My instructor actually fought him and beat him. If you don't know who Billy Blanks is, he actually put out, um, he became pretty famous on, um, cardio like workouts anyways. Um, but that's not going to help you. You, you got to get in there. You got to get hit. You got to know what it's like to fight. You need to understand, you know, what, what two minutes of fighting is actually like and what that feels like. You've got to go and learn that. 
Um, and, and the reason I'm telling you this is because a lot of women tend to shy away from it. A lot of women will do it in the beginning, but then, you know, they might not. And this goes for men too, but I'm talking, I'm talking to my girls right now. So please, it's not going to help your case. If you go into this job and you don't know what the fuck you're doing when it comes to handling yourself. And the reason I'm telling you that is because you start this job you don't know what you're ta- you don't know what you're doing at all. It is the most confusing, overwhelming, scary, intimidating, fun, exhilarating job on this planet. However, the last thing you want to do is be freaking out that you're going to get your butt whooped, right? Like you you don't want to be freaking out about that. You want to be able to go through your FTO and like go through like your job, your days and be like, yeah, I'm not worried about it. Like I'll figure it out. I I need to, I need to worry about knowing my streets and knowing how to handle these calls and what, you know, go through the checklist and, um, in my head of what needs to get done. And, you know, those are the things I want you to be worrying about. I don't want you to be also worrying about, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh. Like if they, I'm going to get my ass kicked, you know, you don't, that's especially as a woman. And I wish, I just really hope that, if you are a woman, you are taking my advice, okay? And a man, take it. This is true, all of it, for both of you. Um, so moving forward, some points that I want to make. Um, I don't want to see my reputation get tarnished anymore as a woman. Um, I don't want to get, I don't want to have a negative um I don't want people to like look down on me because of what they see. Um, I'm very tired of unrealistic expectations set by social media, set by social media officers who claim that they are officers. I have no idea. I have no idea. You're full-time, part-time. I don't know if you go out there and work the road. I don't know what kind of position you are. Um, but here's what I do know. I know that that is setting precedents. Um, for what society believes a female officer is, acts, you know, is and acts like and what she looks like. And it's wrong. Um, We have some really beautiful police officers and I'm not taking away from that. That's not what this is. It's just, you know, I I really fully believe that we need to conduct ourselves in a professional manner. Um, And I think that there's a way to do that. I think that men need to be conducting themselves in a professional manner too. But I can just tell you that right now the spotlight is really on female officers um, just acting, um, you know, unprofessionally. And, And here's the deal you know, somebody can get in my face right now and be like, Autumn, that's so sexist. And it's like, yeah, it kind of is because yeah, it's not so unprofessional to see like a a male uh, officer, like take a photo with his shirt off. Like I'm yeah, whatever. And yeah, but yeah, for a woman, for her to be in her underwear and her bra and like, you know what I mean? Or a bathing suit all over the place and like having this social media account or whatever, wherever it is for like people to see that is unprofessional. And it is, listen, I'm a fucking female. I know. I know it's bullshit. But at the same time, I don't want to be the woman who's going to be up on the stand someday. And this attorney who's going to just dig up anything and everything they can pulls out some photo of me half naked in front of a, you know, a court. Um, and I lose, and I lose, you know, my credibility or I just get judged or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want that as a woman. We also, you know, we have, we have to keep things 
and check. We do. You know, here's the thing, you guys. <laughs> Most women don't get into this job because they want, you know, they, because they want to be with officers because they want to be a badge bunny. That's not why a lot of these women are getting into the job. I just want you to know that. I, I really want that reputation to go away. Listen, I married somebody I met in the police academy. What you need to know, most women officers, they, they probably, once you become a cop, you realize like you need a certain kind of like partner to hold you down. And a lot of times that's going to be an alpha man. It just freaking is, or alpha female, your partner's going to be alpha. Like a lot of times, especially like I can just, I can speak for me, but I can also speak from what I've seen. So basically my message is, is like ditch the whole bad badge bunny thing. Like, yeah, there are some uh, straight up there. Are, and there's just a lot of fucking guys that fuck everything they walk. And I'm sorry, you know, for not being politically correct, but it's the truth. You know, I know officers, I know cops, they can be pigs. <laughs> <laughs> you know what too, <laughs> you know? And, um, but the thing is, is that I think that that reputation really, it's, it's hurting us family. It's hurting us. Okay. We are just so quick to shit on one another. And, and I just, I really want to bring us closer together. And by telling you a female side of things and being like, Hey, listen, it looks like, it looks like I might be a badge money, but if I'm actually in the job, you can't really say anything as long as I'm not like, with married men, right? Or taken men. Like I, you know, as a woman, you know, I knew that once I got into the academy, like once I was a cop and everything, I was like, I was on the road and I'm like, I cannot be with a pushover. Like I cannot be with somebody who doesn't like put me in my spot. Like I need somebody that I can respect and and I need to be with somebody that I admire and and all of these things because on the road, you know, 40, 50, 60, 80 hours a week, I'm this person who more than not, I'm a man. Like you need to understand that too. Like more often than not, like I'm, I'm taking on the characteristics of a man. So when I come home, like I don't want to deal with, like, I want to be treated like a woman. I want to feel like I'm a woman. I need to be taken care of. So that's just, that's a little bit of, uh, you know, it's like real, that's real, like vulnerable, real life shit right there though. Um, and it'll help you get to know like your female officers better. You know, I can tell you this, stop with the sexual harassment. Oh, nobody likes that word. Listen, you don't know what sexual harassment is. Let me help you out. Um, it is calling anybody a whore, a slut, telling them that they've been on more bicycles. What, what is that? you know, you know that joke. I don't even know it. Um, oh, she's gotten more rides than the neighborhood bicycle or, um, all these things enough, enough, drop it. It's not that we can't take it. It's not that I don't have big shoulders and it's not that I don't just want to roll my eyes, but at some point you've crossed the line. And I'm going to tell you this right now, it's going to make that female resent you. You know, I know a lot of this job is ball busting. I get that. You need to be very careful about what you're busting the women in your agency's balls about, okay? I'm very serious. Um, I've been in so many situations where I could have turned police officers, I could have turned whole agencies upside down, and I chose not to for certain reasons 
but I'm telling you right now, do not. Number one, don't make yourself or your agency liable because you both will be put through the ringer. And number two, don't do that. Like, don't do that to your fellow officers. Like, hello, we're all officers. Like, we all had to go through something. We had to go through this, you know, rigorous process to be here. And what I can't understand is, you know, why are we going to shit on everybody? Like, why are we going to shit on this female or this male for being in? Because we don't think that they're up to our standards. Why wouldn't we just go and help them? I don't understand that. I mean, I'm not talking about like a new rookie FTO, right? I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about an officer who's like pass who's got, you know, who's done some things, maybe they're struggling a little bit with some things, like instead of like busting their balls and instead of giving them a bunch of crap, like go help them out, especially women, go, go help them out and then, and then back off. And once you've helped them out, if they can't figure it out, well then whatever, but at least you tried because that's what this is about. Okay. Listen, we are losing our family left and right. Okay. Every day, it feels like we are losing another officer. Why are we, why is our culture the way that it is? We need to change it. And the only way it's going to change is if we, as Sheepdog Nation, come together. Okay? You and me. We need to come together. We need to, we need to be the change. And now listen, I know that you might be ha- you might have an opinion about everything that I've said. It might rub you the wrong way. I get it. I totally get it. But I want you to hear me because everything that I'm saying to you is factual and it makes a lot of sense. And if you're stepping on your dick right now at work and you're you've got your female partner, there's a female and and you do not show her respect and it doesn't mean you can't trust her. Listen, I'm telling you right now. Females are some of the most trustworthy people, uh police officers you'll ever meet because a lot of times what are they going to go say and who are they going to go say it to? And they learn to keep, like, I had to learn to keep a lot of shit to myself if I wanted to get promoted, if I wanted to go to this training, if I wanted to just be treated like one of the guys. I had to learn to keep my mouth shut about a lot of things. You know, and that's another point I want to make is treating women in law enforcement like one of the guys, one of the guys. Understand me? One of the guys. Treat me like one of the guys. There was do not flirt with me, do not cross that line with me, do not touch me in any other way than you would touch your buddy, you know, do not smack my ass, do not, you know, any of that. We are strictly, we are coworkers, I'm one of the guys, like that's, and women, if you're listening to that, you better take that role on, and if you don't, then you do not belong in law enforcement, whether you believe me, you want to agree with me or not, I know we're in a time and a place where a lot of people aren't going to believe me, and they're not going to agree with me on that, I'm totally fine with that, we can have differing opinions, no problem, however, I've walked the walk, I continue to, and I'm telling you that there's no place for you to come in and treat these women, treat women like anything other than a sister. Like, you know what I mean? Like one of the guys, like that's it. But you're not going to go and you're not going to go and like degrade her. You're not going to go call her every, you know, just degrading thing that you can call a female um, in the book. You are not going to look down to her. You're not going to shit on her. Don't do that because I'm going to tell you, women can surprise the hell out of you and have your back in situations where you would never ever, ever expect it. You also don't need to hide the female officers from your spouse. Okay. If you 
learn how to treat them and you set these boundaries early on, you let your spouse get to know these females, you will have less problems. In fact, it will be 10 times more enjoyable for you. This goes for training females and, you know, just your coworkers, all of this. The only thing women want to do is they want to be, they want to fit in. They want to be treated like one of the guys. I'm telling you right now. And the more you tiptoe, the more you, you know, treat them different, all of that, it just adds all this crap and drama and it just blurs the lines and blurs the boundaries. And honestly, it's not like that for us women. It's not, we just want to be one of the guys and that's it. But it, it, it takes everything that I've just got done saying in this episode and you know, women do need to be treated in a way that maybe you're different, like you're not used to, like, because you cannot call them sluts and whores and, you know, bunny badges and, or badge bunnies and bitches. And like, you can't do that to women. Like it really degrades us. Number one, number two, we shouldn't even be doing it to guys, guy to guy. We should not even be degrading one another. Although we do, I mean, we just, we really shouldn't be, we should really definitely be building us up. But you know, just this message from a female officer, you know, just treat me like one of the guys. That's it. It's all I want. I'm here to do a job because I love this job. I'm not here because I want to get in anyone's pants. You know what I mean? I'm not, I'm not here to prove anything to you or anybody else. I'm here because I love this job just like you. And I can do this job just as good as you or anybody else, but you got to give me the chance. And just like a senior officer would help you. If you see that I'm struggling, help me out. That's it. Just give me a bone. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't mean all the time. It doesn't mean if I'm a soup sandwich that you need to go out of your way. That's not what this means. It just means if you see that I'm struggling on something and there's something you can help me out with, help me out. Set a boundary. Treat me like I'm your sister and we're going to have a really good relationship. You know, don't leave me out of the, you know, section or group outings just because I'm a female. I mean, that's bullshit. Don't not talk to me just because I'm a female. That's bullshit too. And you need to understand that you might not even realize that you're doing some of the things that I talked about tonight, but if you can realize it and you can sit back and reflect, it's going to, it's going to make a world of difference for you, for your female partner, um, and any females in your agency, because at the end of the day, and we deserve to be there too. Squared away females deserve to be with other squared away males. That's it. That's who belongs in law enforcement. And there is no in between. There is no males who are unsquared away that belong in law enforcement any more than a, you know, a squared away female. That's it. Like we all belong. If you're squared away, if you can get your shit together and you can be professional, both men and women both belong in this job. And listen, you guys, we need to come together as Sheepdog Nation, and we need to actually act like that. We need to actually act like there's a place for people, you know, in law enforcement. We like to, you know, we like to be hard asses so often um, to ourselves and to everybody else. But I'm telling you, we need to be done with those days. If people are squared away, let them. Don't sh- don't shit on them. Don't give them a tough time you know, help them. Let's build this blue line. Let's make it thick. Let's, you know, really bring back the brother and the sisterhood and let's really change the culture moving forward. You know, if you've been with me for any amount of time, the suicide rate is killing us, sheepdogs. It's killing us. And uh, literally, 
and uh, we really need to come together. Okay. We really need to come together. We really need to make a change. And I know, I really fully believe that we as Sheepdog Nation, we can do it. Just, we just have to start. We just have to start. And it just takes you and me, you know, one, sharing this podcast out so other sheepdogs can hear it. Because sometimes they need to hear it from somebody other than you, right? And secondly, it's taking action on, even it, taking action, even if it's just one thing that I said on tonight, uh, today's podcast, if it's just one thing, just start taking action. All right. All right, Sheepdog Nation. If you're not hanging out with me on Instagram, I have no idea why not. Come hang out with me at the Lady Sheepdog. Um, there's some buttons below in the show notes. If there's uh, anything that you um, want to say, or you, if you enjoyed this podcast, or maybe you didn't. Um, if you didn't, I don't want to hear from you. But if you did, uh, DM me on uh, Instagram. Let me know. Post. Share this out. Um, and I will see you next time. And that was another episode of Ship Dog Nation. If you enjoyed this podcast, please go to iTunes and let us know by giving us a rating. If you have questions that you want answered by Autumn in the podcast, submit it by going to the link in the show notes. As always, stay safe and watch your six.